Some of life's greatest mysteries may not always be what they appear. Did we really land on the moon? Who really killed John F. Kennedy? Why do some people remember history differently than others? Join us as we delve into the gray areas of the unknown to unravel ideas and events that don't quite add up. Hey, 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 what's a hey? What's a hey, hey, You're hey. here with Conrad and Cecil. This is Conspiracies with Conrad and Cecil. Back from hiatus. Where did we go? Who knows? Who's I don't. To say? Yeah, anyway. Uh, how you been, Conrad? Not too bad, Cecil. Not too bad. It's good to be back. I'm excited to um, uh, keep this going. Uh, if many of you were, were wondering, um, we did take a slight hiatus. Many of you might not have part, even have noticed. Part, part, yeah, <laughs> I know. Partially my fault. I think I was going through an existential crisis. An accident, an, Exis- an accidental crisis. Is that Exis- what you said? A- a- existential crisis. You know, existential. That's crisis. what I meant to say. Ah, okay. Yeah, just uh, you know, just dealing with a lot of emotions recently. Well, how are you doing? You want to talk like, about it? I would. I look to the people out there. I have a lot of feelings. <laughs> No, like it's just, it's just it's just it's just this stuff, you know. Living in a pandemic, I think, is is it, it's getting to me in different times, in different ways, and and I think mm-hmm. I'm I'm learning how to you know cope with this because I think I you know I think I think this past week was just a buildup of a lot of things sure, that sure. was going on for me that I that I like I try to shut out because you know it's it's I don't know. But it, so it just it just wasn't who I was, and so then I was trying to, like, there was a lot of things that came up recently, and I was just kind of, just let it b- bubble over, and, and so I just had to, like, take a take a moment to breathe and, and live in my world and play FIFA and, and do absolutely nothing that, with no brain power. Just kind of recoup, relax Yeah, yeah, I, I just needed a few yeah. weeks to sit there and not worry about anything, even though I still had to go to work and everything, mm-hmm. I, you know, I just, on my days off, I literally did yeah. nothing. Uh, I would sit it here at my house and do... Nothing at all, and it was Some, a glorious nothing at all. But that's it went by too fast. It always goes by too fast, you know. That's my that's my biggest problem. But you know, we're um, you know, we're, the vaccines are getting out there. More and more people are getting vaccinated. Um, states are starting to lift their their mandates and all that kind of stuff. Should they? Well, I don't know. That's up for debate. But I mean, I feel like I think uh, it's a it's a it's a silly. It's a silly thing to think about that you can open up your state before the vaccinations are going out. Well, um, I, th- I think uh, I think they're at fi- uh, fifty million vaccinations right now. That that that, that was the, that was the last time I saw it on the news, anyway. But I mean, ha- having an entire state open is a lot different than having like a county open. Or, Correct. You know, or or, or a so city. I, that's the point I'm trying to like make is that yeah. is so you said fifty million. Now fifty how, million vaccinations. Now, now how yeah. many Americans are there? Uh, About roughly 350 300, something like that. But, I mean, like, the majority of them are going to be in, like, the California states, the Florida states, um, New York, those types of places. So these smaller states with smaller populations, maybe they are at the point now where they have, uh, what what were we going for, 60% or something like that? Well, I heard, so herd immunity, I think, was was, could only be achieved if you had, like, 80%. Was it 80%? 80% vaccination. Okay, so, I mean, maybe maybe some of these states are starting to hit that. You know, well, the two be... states I heard about were what was it, Texas and Mississippi? Texas, Mississippi, and I think Michigan. And oh, that's there's, good. good for them. There's there's one more. Now I don't know if they don't have any mandates left, but I know that those states are starting to lift some of well, them. Well, so I also read a report that um, this is kind of shocking for me even is that the state of California was looking to allow fans to sports games mm-hmm. by April. Mm-hmm. So I think you know that I think 
of the two states that I think were the hardest locked down, I think it was New York and California. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like, I think it's, it's, it's quite shocking to me because I, you haven't heard anything about California even coming close to open. Uh, so I think that's a that's an interesting new take on where things might be over there. Well, think of it this way. So a lot of these states, uh, like the big vacation states, California, Florida, Texas, the southern states mostly, New York even a little bit, um, uh, they they thrive on their tourism. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So if if their if their tourism industry is taking a dive, they're they're losing money. Yeah. Now, some of these states that are deciding to open, and if and if California is going to start a lot allowing people to go to sports games and all that kind of stuff, um, that's not something that you can just do lightly. Because let's say that you lift mandates, and all, and all of a sudden there's these giant outbreaks. You know, that's going to set you back even yeah. farther. Yeah. So. Uh, people are like, oh, no, it's just about money. There, you know, these states and the government's worried about losing money in these certain areas. Yes, that's definitely true. But to lift mandates, to allow, you know, gatherings of more and more people, that takes research. And, yes, it might be to um, make more money. But I feel like they're only allowing these mandates to be lifted because they truly do feel like it is safe enough to allow these things to happen because, like I said a little bit ago, if there was a giant outbreak, that would set them back even farther and they would lose even more money. Yeah. I think I think it, I think it goes it goes one of twofold. You know, I think you know it could be looked at that they're they are doing this consciously and it could just be that people, you know, I mean we saw it even back last year during I think it was like May and June where there were a lot of people who were going out and protesting just because they felt that enough was enough. And so mm-hmm. I think a lot of these states are probably saying, you know, fighting that as well. You know, some of their you know, their citizens are saying, Well, how how much longer do I have to deal with this? Yeah. How much longer do I have to like put up with this? Um, but living here in Florida, you know, uh, we have I've been to a sporting event uh, mm-hmm. sense during all this, you know, because I am a big avid soccer fan and everything. So I've been to a few sporting events. And I think a lot of these things, I think you have to take care of yourself almost Yeah. Um, when you go to these kind of things. You know, if, if you know yourself, you're being safe. There's and, always and a not risk. Put, and you're, not, and you're mm-hmm. not putting yourself in, like, what you believe is unsafe conditions. Because, like, whenever I go, like, I make sure that, you know, at the grocery store and all this other kind of stuff, you know, I make sure that if there's anybody that's not wearing their mask or not wearing it properly, that I, I try to avoid them as much as possible. You know, I always like abide by the rules as much as I can yep. and everything. Yep. And I don't put, I don't put myself with other people. You know, I try and I try to stay away from other people as much as I can. Definitely. And I think that's, you know, it for, you know, for that reason, they feel that they can do it, you know, because if you do live in capacity, you know, you can always, you can't achieve it 100%, but I mean, you can, you can do your best and hope for the people that are there. Yeah. are also following your, your yeah, you know, definitely. rules and guidelines. And, and you always take a little bit of responsibility. There's always a risk going mm-hmm. out doing anything. So, yeah. you know, if you have that mindset where um, you're responsible for, for your own actions, then, you know, it that that really, um, that really uh, um, allows you to do more things. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah. um, but, I mean, we'll see. Someday we will do a conspiracy on coronavirus. I can't wait. I can't wait either. No, it's gonna be a good time. I think that has to be. I think we should do. We, we should actually be like one of our first live shows. Oh my gosh! You know, yes. do like a, like a live show with an audience. Be like, remember that time when we never could do this, where we had to like hide in a closet and then like we could you could never see us. You know, that'd be great. But do you, anyway, do you remember four, four four years ago where a kid fell into a gorilla enclosure and now we're here? <laughs> oh coronavirus. Harambe! <laughs> wow, that went. Oh, throwback. Am I right? Anyway, uh, so we're gonna talk about some pyramids, shall we? Yes, I'm very. Hey, I'm gonna excited throw for this you one. through a loop. Okay. Uh, so I didn't tell you this 
Oh. You know, I love throwing you loops <laughs> okay. while we're on uh-huh. and recording. You know, uh-huh. I think those are my favorite kind of things to do. I'm nervous. I love a genuine reaction. What's I, gonna happen? All right, so I don't know if you know this, mm. but we pretty much know everything there is to know about pyramids. There's um, not as much conspiracy about it unless you want to bring something into it. Then I'll like I'll be more willing to open and stuff. But there's a lot of the stuff about pyramids we know a heck of a lot about. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, uh, I knew that. Um, so I'm gonna have this is gonna be like I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about pyramids because you know we've been talking about the pyramids for quite some time. Mm-hmm. And when I say quite some time, I mean a month ago we were talking <laughs> about uh, we we're talking about pyramids. So I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about pyramids. I'm gonna let the good people know what we got to do about the pyramids, what we got to knows about yeah. the pyramids. But then I have another conspiracy that I got a little excited over this past week that I'm just gonna kind of sprinkle in there. It's it's a it's a quick one a, I a believe. Little, a little dash of conspiracy. Little, little you know little bam you know little little emerald yeah. in there. Little bam. Wow. Yeah, you throw back. That too. was scary. <laughs> wow, okay. All right. Uh yeah, so go ahead. Hit, hit the, me with your knowledge. I'm gonna I'm not gonna tell you what it is either. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna surprise oh it after the gosh. pyramids. Okay. Yeah, you, know, you, All know, right. you know I love a genuine reaction. <sighs> anyway, so let's get into pyramids. Uh the pyramids are really, really old. How old are they? Uh they're about more than four thousand years old. Yes, that's... at this point. Uh we believe the first pyramids were being built at about twenty six 100 BC, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which means before Christ, or if you're, you know, atheist, you would say BCE, before Common Era, whichever floats your boat. You know, I don't, you know, I don't care which one you go with. But I can't wait until we um, replace that with before Corona. I mean, like, are we in year one right now? You know, Who knows? Are, are we? Are we in? Is this year zero? Last year was negative one. Now we're in. Next it could year be going to be year one. Who knows? You know. It's, that's, that would be true, you know, just, just base it all off of... We're going to change the calendar is, system. Is this year 100 of uh, after Spanish flu? Are we in ASF right now? Oh, man, I don't even know. They weren't thinking back in the 20s, were they? No, they, no, they I guess weren't. we're not thinking in these 20s, you know? I think it's just we keep repeating ourselves over and over again. History does indeed repeat itself. You know, people ask me all the time, do you think history repeats itself? And I say, absolutely, look where we are now. Look where we were 100 <laughs> years ago. We're in the same goddamn boat. Ah! Anyway, so pyramids are very, very old. Now, do you know why they were built? Um, yes, they are uh, tombs for the pharaohs of Egypt. Correct. And so it is believed that uh, the pharaohs actually were somewhere in between human and divine that yes. they were they were selected by their gods to represent their nation and to be like the the crossover from that time mm-hmm. you know so that like they would you know hand down what they wanted to do and say like this is what's going to happen in this nation and then you will do it for us and so they yep. believed that they were like the connection between uh the gods and everything much like the pope yeah, yeah, just, <laughs> just like that guy. Yeah. Hey, you. Hey, I'm actually kind of serious. You know, um, what he's talking about, the kings, they they were like that in-between. The pope is that in-between from Catholics to God, you know? Yeah. He's like that, uh, you know, that uh, middleman, you know? You, you got a question for the big guy? You got to ask, you know, his his uh, bodyguard, you know, his... Um... I think my favorite popes were the ones in the <laughs> 1100s, you know? Uh-huh. Uh, I think those are my favorite, the ones who were just all about the money. Yeah. You know, because God said money. Were those the Marks? Because yeah, I know... Yeah. Now, now we got the Johns, but those are the Marks, I we, feel we, like. Don't forget about Pope John Paul and everything. Oh, aren't yeah, there, aren't yeah, there a bunch yeah. of those? And, mm-hmm. Oh, who's the... What is it right now? Pope Benedict? Uh, I don't know. You're good. I don't know. Well, I'm not Catholic. Neither am I. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> 
Anyway, so yeah, they believed that they were con- they were the connection. Uh, they believed that once they died or once they passed on, uh, they would become the god Osiris, uh, which was the god of the dead. Yes. Uh, and that after that, the new one pharaoh would become Horus, the falcon god who served as the protector of the sun. Ra. Which awesome. is it's depending on I don't know which time period, but there's always like Ra and Ray and Re and Well yeah, because you have um you have like uh like Ra and then you have Horus who I believe is the son mm-hmm. of Ra. Uh-huh. Um uh you know, much like the the Greek gods and every other gr- um god in um uh, in a polytheistic religion, you know, they have they ha they have parents and then they have offspring that like take over for them mm-hmm. at some other time. Which uh, this is another tangent, uh, but going off of like the theory of like Greek gods and and uh, Egyptian gods and mm-hmm. Roman gods. I think uh, if you haven't read the Percy Jackson series, mm-hmm. uh, the light like the first book, The Lightning Thief, and then it goes on. But the Percy Jackson and Olympians series, uh, that's actually really fun, and I've actually learned a lot about Greek mythology, Roman mythology, and he also has a series that actually goes into Egyptian mythology, uh, kind of like the same thing where like Ra and he goes into all of them. I haven't read that one, but I, I I'm sure it's fantastic. Rick Riordan. Sorry. <laughs> but anyway, um, so they believed that when the pharaoh passed on, that mm-hmm. a little bit of his spirit, which is known to them as called Ka, they love the ah sound. Aha. Um, uh-huh. uh, that's German. <laughs> Aren't they like Norwegian? Aha. Aha. The word aha? Uh-huh. Uh, I meant the band. Oh, are they? Like, you know. Oh, I... All I know is I don't. I thought I don't know. Maybe they are. Are they Norwegian? I don't know. I don't know. The but the word aha is German. Okay. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, that so like they, they, so their spirit would leave, but it was ka, and that, that's okay. what was left in their body. Uh, that was like the part that was left, so they would have to take care of the spirit. So that's why they mummified him, oh. so that like their body, like they believed that the body decomposed, that the spirit would leak out and then it would die. Uh, so that's why they mummified it, so that the spirit would become intact. And they buried things with him that like he would need in the afterlife. So like food, uh, any treasures, possessions, things like that. They did like pets too, didn't they? Yeah, like, they, they mummified did. Yeah. pets. They oh, mummified the, like if they were like cats, um, usually because they didn't do dogs. I mean, they like dogs, but they <laughs> but, mostly cats. Yeah. <laughs> mostly cats. Um, so. I think a lot of times I don't. This is the one thing that like kind of confuses me because I've heard it before, but like a lot of times they would actually bury people with them, um, and I don't know if it was at the same time or at different times. I believe it was like servants and stuff. Yeah, so like people that like mm-hmm. served underneath of him, like or priests that were close with him, or even relatives sometimes that like they would get buried too. And I don't know if they like were like, all right, like he died, it's your turn too. Yeah, I don't know if they. I don't think they mummified people alive. I mean. Uh, unless I it believe, was like I be- some sort of punishment, yeah. But um, uh, that's uh, that that could be something to look into. Any Egyptologists out there? If you want to send in your thoughts, and yeah, corrections. <laughs> um, so basically, like they these these pyramids were built, and there are, I believe, one hundred and four pyramids throughout Egypt along the Nile River, but we have, like, the main three that we all know, like the Great Pyramids of Giza. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Valley of the Kings. Yep, that's it. That's the one. Um, so they... And so they go on, and they talk a little bit of, like, I'm just reading this as I go. Um, they go on and talk about, like, the different pyramids, and um, so there's actually, in Egyptian culture today, mm-hmm. it is considered wrong to, like, 
talk about the pyramids not being built or designed or anything by the Egyptians. Um, like so, like to to infer that they had extraterrestrial help. It's like, they, it's like it's, insulting. It's offensive to them. Interesting. Yeah, because they believe well, other cultures knew about the stars, were able to figure out basic mathematics. Do you think we're stupid? That's the way they see it. Um, I think the aliens helped the Chinese build the Great Wall too. Well, you know, I, that would I also, be my argument. I also <laughs> believe that the you know aliens helped the people in England build crop circles, but I you know. I also believe like there's like I mean I don't know like I feel like there was like just this time with all these weird things happening you know like the uh, like Stonehenge you know like how mm-hmm. they how they do that you know or you know things like that you know, um, but so yeah so like the, the pyramids of Giza are modeled after do you know which three stars? Um, Orion's belt. That's correct. Yes. Yeah. Nailed it. I should yeah. go on. Who wants to be a millionaire? You really I'm, should. I'm, right? I'm feeling pumped right now. Right that you're you must know a lot about pyramids. <laughs> You better hope they have a lot of pyramid questions. Yeah, if they have a pyramid section, maybe you I shouldn't think go on like... Who Wants a Millionaire. You should be. You should go on that pyramid game. Oh, um, the hundred thousand dollar pyramid or yeah, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, you go on that. You huh. could. You could go and climb the pyramid. C- climb the pyramid. Climb the pyramid. Unleash the power of the pyramid. Unleash the power. Um, <laughs> so basically, that also goes in. So they talk about a little bit about um, how they formed the pyramids and everything and so it was it's it's, it's kind of similar to how they did the easter island heads how they moved them mm-hmm. they just had lots and lots of people drag them well um the only difference between the easter island heads and the pyramids um when they it comes lift them they, they had to lift them yeah. but also like it wasn't necessarily just it wasn't like the egyptians did it it was like the slaves that did it. It was like the Jewish slaves. So I'm, I'm glad that you. I'm glad that you bring this up. They actually. So, according then there's that I'm there are some Egyptians that do recognize this, but there mm-hmm. are also some Egyptian, uh, like, historians that don't recognize this oh. as say that the uh, Jewish uh, slaves mm-hmm. were not slaves, and they also that they didn't work on the pyramids. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, so I think mm-hmm. I think that is very interesting um, because they said that they yes they, they yes they were people, but we didn't have them working on our slaves. We used Egyptian people to work on the slaves. So that I think is interesting because, as we all know it, and you know, and and I believe in what is it, the Book of Exodus. Yeah, uh, where, they, where where there was a mass exodus. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, but they talk about that. They talk about how like the Jewish people were enslaved and and were used as physical manual labor mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to build these m- monuments and structures for the Egyptian pharaoh. And some Egyptians say no. That's and not some Egyptians happened. say no that they were that, that we used them that they were a part of our culture and that like they we we didn't treat them the best, but they weren't used for the pyramids. That it was all Egyptian power that used the pyramids. Do they deny that they used them as slaves? No. But they did not use them for they're saying they, that they didn't use they them. They didn't the they used them as like servants to like fan and like farm and things but like that. But, but not build the pyramids. Well then who built the pyramids? Egyptians. Like uh, like out of their own free will? No yeah. one f- like was it, was, it was it was it was they said it was paid laborers. Interesting. Yeah, as Egyptian like but it could I, that's I find that hard to believe because of all the people that it took to build the pyramids? Yes. <laughs> like, you're not just going to find thousands of Egyptians that are being like, sign me up, coach. Yeah. Like, you're, you're going to be like, I'll go farm. Yeah, because most Egyptians were farmers or fishermen uh-huh. or, you they, know. But they, uh, they lived on one stretch of land, the yeah. Nile River. That's yeah. all they had. Because mm-hmm. they were in the desert otherwise. That's so, that's so yeah. interesting. 
very very interesting. Does it um in your research did did you find um how long it took to build the pyramids? Uh yeah so, so this one right here actually says, there is a ancient Greek historian said that it took about twenty years, to build the pyramids. Mm. Um. 20 years is, to build all the pyramids. No, just one. Oh, okay. So because so, <laughs> that's the thing. Say. So each pharaoh was responsible for building their own structures. Got so it. if you so that was the thing. If you didn't get start on your structure in time, you didn't get one. So the Great Pyramid, uh-huh. the, the the biggest one, mm-hmm. that one I'm assuming took the longest. Yep. Um, and that was that one more than 20 years or. Uh, so this is no. They said that it was that it, that it was 20. Years. It was that, 20 years. That, that, that was to the build longest that one. one. So I'm having here. It says uh, to build Khufu's. Great Pyramid, which mm-hmm. I'm assuming is one of the pharaohs. Uh, Khufu's Great Pyramid, it took 20 years. Um, that it was approximately 2.3 million blocks of stone. That each stone weighed approximately two, two and a half tons. Wow. And, watch this. Okay. Took about 100,000 labor men. To lift one of them. Uh, to just build the entire thing. But it took 100,000 labor men. Yeah. And um, does it talk about how what, what they use to lift them? No, I didn't get that. Interesting. Yeah, that I didn't get. Let's see. Let's see. Maybe. No, it doesn't say that. Because you know, like the, the you know when, when we talk about Easter Island heads, you drag them and you stand them up. Again, uh, an, an impressive feat, but still, I can see it in my mind. I can see them doing it. Um, even the stones at Stonehenge, we talked about that. How they dug holes in the ground, propped them up. Um, it's pretty fantastic, um, all the math- mathematics that you know went into it. But again, feasible. But these pyramids mm-hmm. are, how tall is the tallest one? Uh, I have it here. It says the tallest one. Where it says, no, that's not. Because as you might remember from a previous episode, the Georgia Guidestones are 99 oh. feet tall. <laughs> So they have to be taller than the Georgia Kindstones. <laughs> oh, memories. That's funny. Uh, so the I believe it says here, Khufu, he reigned for 23 years, mm-hmm. um, and his pyramid at the base was 755 feet long. Oh, my God. No, 755 feet long. Uh-huh. So that's there. Uh, 481 feet tall. Good lord! Uh, it, it's the largest pyramid in the world. Wow! Yeah. Uh, and there are three small periods built uh, next to this pyramid, lined up next to it uh, for Khufu's queens. There are three of them, three smaller ones. Lucky guy. Yeah. Um, and they said then it goes on to talk about his son. The middle pyramid at Giza was built for uh, Khufu's son, uh, Pharaoh Khafre. 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 Uh, and it is the second tallest. It is 60s. No, it doesn't say. It goes on to tell me the size of the Sphinx. Does it tell me the size of the pyramid? Well, let's do the si- size of the Sphinx. because 66 we... feet tall. So, and a- any picture that you have seen of the Sphinx and the pyramids, the pyramids tower over the Sphinx. Oh, absolutely, yeah. So, and the Sphinx, like you said, is 66 feet tall. So, just... That is just uh, someday, someday. That's on my, my bucket list is to is to make my way out there and um, check these things out for myself. But that ju- that just must be an awesome sight. Ah, oh, I can't even believe it. Oh, this is very confusing. Why do it tells me? It tells me that the shortest one is the the shortest pyramid of mm-hmm. the three is two hundred and eighteen feet. 
Okay, so the other one's right there in the middle somewhere. But why does it affect? <laughs> that's so stupid. Oh, that's dumb. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So the so the Sphinx is two hundred and forty feet long and sixty six feet high. Wow. And as we know from the movie Aladdin, uh, when Aladdin and Jasmine are flying by on their magic carpet, that's when the nose breaks off. Ah, yes, yes, yes. Yes. Historical accuracy. Correct. <laughs> but so, yeah, so actually, what we were talking about how who built the pyramids and everything, um, it actually says right here, there are popular versions of history held that the pyramids were built by slaves or foreigners first forced into labor. But actually, due to excavations, they've actually excavated skeletons that say they were probably native Egyptian agricultural laborers. Wow. Yeah. Well, you know, okay, I guess I could get behind that. You have your agricultural laborers building the pyramids, and then you have slaves taking over the farms while the agricultural laborers are busy building yeah. the pyramids. Yeah. That, but that, I, that, that's, that's, I feel that's, like that's also a lot of farmers. Well, I mean, you know, it was, uh, you know, what um, the Egyptian kingdom was at one time, you know, the most... You know, prosperous. The prosperous yeah. biggest empire in the world. Yeah. You know. And so, but it's also crazy to think, you know, like that. You know, today there are seven billion people on Earth, or close to eight now. You know, close to eight billion people on Earth, like today. Yeah. But like back then, you know, there was like a couple hundred million mm-hmm. throughout the entire Earth. Which is that? You know. Which is interesting because people uh, people lived a lot longer. You know, back, back then. Did they? They did. They did. Um, if you um, uh, you talk about, um, you know, like if you want to get like into like biblical texts and all that kind of stuff. Methuselah, 927 <laughs> years? Yeah. 29 years? There were, there were people that lived, uh, you know, allegedly for hundreds of years. Um, now, as the people expanded, you know, across the world and traveled more, you know, people would contract diseases and all that kind of stuff. And then we ended up getting to this point in history, um, you know, like 200 years ago where people were dying off at the, at the age of 40. You yeah. know, well, you I know. think it was like yeah, I found this shocking to believe that even like during the revolutionary times that like life expectancy was in like 43 years. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. If you made it to like 60. You were like ancient. Yeah. Um, and that was because um, all these diseases caught up to us. But modern medicine hadn't quite broken through yet. So and now now nowadays we have that. And now we have once again extended the life expectancy, you know, mm-hmm. to around like 75, 80 you know, yeah. some people are even, you know, in their 100s. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but back then, you know, people could live for, um, you know, a, a lot longer. Now you have uh, um, people like royalty kings um, who would, you know, engage in, uh, you know, physical activity with other people, a lot of other people, and probably yeah. contracted diseases. And that's how they would die, mm-hmm. you know, so soon. Mm-hmm. Um, I get what you're saying. Thank you. Thank you. I know you're going down. <laughs> Um, but, uh, okay. Um, now these pyramids, they have, they're, they're not just solid, you know, pyramids. They have like chambers in them. Yeah. They have. So there, there were pyramids that have like mega structures and they had pyramids that have substructures. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and so like basically they would go in and and we found out they have like lots of mazes and things. And, and a lot of that was actually to deter, um, grave robbers. Um, people that would go in, and so they would. Oh, because they, they'd get lost. Yeah, and so they would. So they would create these. They'd create these mazes inside, and they would create these chambers that would look like it would be another grave, but it would actually just be 
an empty room. Sure. Um, and so like they would, so it was basically they created this entire thing so that the king's possessions and everything would not get stolen. Gotcha. Um, and so that's why they did that. Um, it talks about a little bit about like later in the pyramid uh, designing plans that they actually started to do you know written accounts of the king's reign on the walls and basically tell his story, um, known as pyramid texts or as we know it hieroglyphics. They did this after the pyramids were built? Uh, they did this later. like So, like, they didn't do it with the original pyramids. They did it later into, like... Uh, so, because pyramids were continued to be built, like, through the 5th and 6th dynasties. Oh, sure. Um, so, like, these are, like, a couple hundred years later gotcha. um, through this. So, that's when they started, like, actually, like, writing the text down of the story of the of the pharaoh and what his uh, significant religious compositions. Now, in your, um, in your research, um, did you come across anything about... Uh, how some uh, um, chambers um, within these pyramids to this day have still not been excavated? I did not uh, go that far into the research to say that, but I do know that there are a bunch that have not. They're like they're still out there. I, I do know that they're still excavating a bunch uh, because they did say that there are actually like uh, pyramids that have sunken into the ground. Yeah. Uh, just because the foundation wasn't strong enough where they were built. Uh, so that the the entrance that we, we we don't know of the entrance because it's probably underground. Sure, sure, sure. And it, that kind of stuff just blows my mind because there are so many people out there, and uh, myself included. Sometimes I think, uh, you know, I feel like we've discovered everything. You know, there's not much mm-hmm. left to discover. We've charted, we, we've mapped everything, but that, that's just not true. Yeah. Um, I think it's also crazy because, like, we, you know, grave or not uh pyramid hunting like or going into pyramids was like mm-hmm. something that was in the early 1900s you know like yeah like king tut wasn't found until like 1910 i believe yeah um so you know i think that's always it's it's, it's, it's crazy to think that like only 100 years ago you know like we think of it like 100 years ago that was so long ago yeah but like at the same time not really th- from the time that these pyramids were built uh-huh. to the time that we were finding stuff like that's yeah, these pyramids, over two th- uh, over four thousand yeah, years. Yeah, they're like five thousand, six thousand years old. Uh-huh. So, <laughs> um, yeah. but uh, it it just kind of blows my mind. And and even like like the Great Pyramids, um, the ones that you know you can take your pictures in front of and all that kind of stuff. I think there are some, um, uh, uh, unexcavated chambers within those pyramids that just have not been touched yet. Wow. Um, which which is crazy to think, you know, because that you know, there's people over there right now like exploring yeah. stuff and, and going through it all and yeah, like, you know. Um, which, but, but I also think it's kind of cool because, you know, um, uh, you know, at one time when the pyramids were being built, uh, you know, people decided to preserve what was in them, mm-hmm. you know? So I think it's kind of cool that we it's, still, it's, 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 it's kind of cool that, you know, the Egyptian culture has like found these and, and basically used them mm-hmm. and been so, they're so careful with them. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and just like all these other stone structures that we, you know, have talked about over the past few weeks, like. We use them as tourist traps or whatever, but we take such good care of them. Yeah. We know they to, to, to maintain the historical um, value of them and all yeah. that stuff. It's just really cool. So the pyramids, uh, even though we know a lot about them, you know, I didn't want to go too in depth because I could I could literally tell you about each individual stone if I really that's, really thought about it. But yeah, that's just uh, so cool. I just thought you know I talk about a little bit about the basics. You know, the great pyramids when they were built, why they were built, who they were built for, who built them, things of that nature. Well, now there are. There are other cultures that also use pyramids. There are, yeah. I didn't go mm-hmm. too much into those other cultures um, but uh, when like, I was talking about them. Uh, but like, uh, you know, Central Asian, America. Central American cultures for their Aztec gods and, mm-hmm. and things of that nature. Um, Asia. Same, uh, kind of the same kind of reasoning behind their yeah. building. Uh, you know, they used them for like, rep- like not really because they didn't use them as tombs. 
or per se, but like they used them as like shrines for their for their gods and sure like that. sure and and, and some of them you know they they weren't to the scale that the great pyramids mm-hmm. are you know by any means um but it's just interesting that you have a culture you know in africa a you know culture in in china or uh, asia um cultures in you know um what's now central america that used this same shape you know for mm-hmm. a mega structure yeah and uh, and like it does. It does come down to you know like basic mathematics of like when you go and do the math behind it. Like I've I've, I've done, I've people have showed me what the math behind like mm-hmm. why the pyramids are structurally sound and everything, and, and why they were like built that way. Well, I, I I wonder why we don't build pyramids anymore. Yeah, that you know that's you know we build like rectangles now. Yeah, I mean we have steel, so like we can just kind of do whatever we want. True, true, but we have chosen to go from the you know the pyramid shape to a rectangular yeah. shape yeah. as far as our buildings and skyscrapers and all that kind of stuff are concerned. So yeah, it's just... and so it's, it'd be interesting to like you know like what if what if one day mm-hmm. we found a extraterrestrial planet that just had pyramids all over it, like even oh, like man. like all their buildings were pyramids. We <laughs> got kind of like interesting, you know. You're like, hey, the pyramid you, is the best shape. Did you have any? What were you doing five thousand years ago? What were you doing six thousand years ago? Where, where where were you? Huh? Huh? Oh well. Yeah. Do you mind if I copy your homework? Yeah. yeah. Just change it up a little bit so it doesn't look the same. Yeah. So that was so that's the pyramids. You know, didn't want to go too far into it because we know a little bit about it. I don't want it to like drag on. Well, no, 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 no. I I just think it's so interesting, and um, uh, there have been you know, uh, like History Channel, Discovery Channel. You can you can watch. All these different documentaries about all these theories for the pyramids. Um, I I remember one from a long time ago, um, where uh, they talked about um, like the the construction that went into them and like building the chambers within the pyramid and how the pyramids are so big that um, uh, some uh, some of these entrances to them um, you make like a couple of turns and all of a sudden light cannot penetrate the pyramid. Oh wow! Um, because that—that's how windy, you know, these mm-hmm. these caverns and tunnels are that are there in the pyramids. So it leads to speculation on how, you know, were they able to see what they were doing and all this kind of stuff. Um, because if they had a, a bunch of torches in there, of course they would, you know, um, probably like asphyxiate from all the fumes and everything. Mm. So then that leads to the idea that maybe the Egyptians had electricity. You know, or they, oh, were, it, they were able to harness it. Oh, it. like Atlantis. Yeah, like Atlantis. Like Atlantis. Like Atlantis. Oh, that's interesting. Um, huh. Yeah, so I just, I, I just think that all that stuff is is incredibly interesting. Well, the world may never know. The, the world may never know. Yeah. But um, it's funny that you uh that you bring up Atlantis. It is funny. That's that's uh-huh. weird. I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know why I brought that up. Yeah. That's interesting. Anyway, uh, so are you ready for this second conspiracy that I have? You have another conspiracy. Oh, that's right. That's right. Your surprise where, conspiracy. Where are you, Ben Zach? Uh, I'm, you know, you that, daydreaming over that's, there. That, that that that's a good question. You daydreaming about about being Egyptian? Uh, I well, I would like to walk like an Egyptian. Think the better when you were singing. Aha. Okay, all right, hit me with anyway, this surprise conspiracy. So, I don't know if you know this, but I'm a pretty big, avid Hamilton fan. Oh, my God. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I love I love the musical Hamilton. That's funny, because you never just, you know, randomly start singing it. You're right, I never do that. <laughs> never, ever. That would be my least favorite thing to do. Okay, all right, so do you have 
are you about to tie Hamilton to the pyramids? Or is this a totally separate thing? Totally separate thing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Unless we're talking about the Illuminati, which <laughs> helped develop America. We, we can't talk about the Illuminati yet. I never said that. Okay. All right. I'm ready for this Hamilton. So, one of the main characters in Hamilton, do you know his name? Hamilton. The other guy. Aaron Burr. Aaron Burr, sir. Mm-hmm. For the for, for, for the record, I being Conrad have never have never experienced Hamilton. You uncultured swine. Yeah, that's I I, I get that a lot. Yeah, we know. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so anyway, I know who Aaron, Aaron Burr, Burr is. Yes. Aaron Burr was a vice president of the United States mm-hmm. under President Thomas Jefferson. Yes. 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 He was. We love that guy. He also killed Alexander Hamilton. In the room where it happened. No, he was in a field in New Jersey because oh. everything's legal in New Jersey. <laughs> I thought that was Florida. No, back then it was New Jersey. Back then it was New Jersey. We so... didn't have Florida. Remember, Florida. Was oh, that's still right. Spanish. That's right. You're right. You're right. Spanish. We Spanish. moved New Jersey down to Florida. Yeah, we, we should call this New New Jersey down here. No. No. Okay. No. No. All right. What's this conspiracy? Uh, so this actual conspiracy is that he attempted mm-hmm. to create his own country. And overthrow America. Aaron Burr. Aaron Burr, sir. Aaron Berg. That would. That's what. That's what I would name the capital if I was. If I was him. Aaron Berg. No. 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 So this actually goes on and said that he was actually trying to take land in what is now known as the Texas Territory, mm-hmm. uh, still owned by Spain at yeah. this time, uh, because we had just done the Louisiana Purchase mm-hmm. uh, in 1805. And that he was actually looking to go into Texas and use, or to Texas territory, and use some of that land uh, and claim that he was farming it, but that he was actually going to be setting up troops and an army and going to take that and overthrow the American government. Really? Yeah. And so it's actually, this is actually very interesting. Uh, we don't actually know how true this is, uh, but he did go to trial for this uh, for treason huh yeah is that in hamilton do they talk about no that? this is all this this all happens after hamilton uh because uh, he kills hamilton in 1804 i believe so if i'm not mistaken so oh okay so then we're 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 we still in the process of um declaring california a state at this time because i knew that there, there, there was this whole thing with with, with mexico and um, oh, this is way before all this that. Is, oh, okay, way, okay, okay. way, way, way okay, before okay. all that. All right. Uh, so technically, like Mexico wasn't even Mexico yet. Mm-hmm. Mexico was New Spain. Yeah. Like that's what what it was basically called. Okay. Uh, to us, at least, it was called New Spain. Um, and so, Aaron Burr was arrested in eighteen in February of eighteen oh seven for treason. Um, oh, so he he killed. Um, so, so yeah, so we'll go, we'll go talk about that. He killed, okay. he killed Alexander Hamilton. Okay. Uh, we all, that's not, no one is contesting this, uh, but because it was a duel, they never took him to trial. Sure. Uh, at least, at least I think they, they maybe did, but they indicted him in that trial. And you said that was in 1804, 1804. So he yeah. was arrested three years later for his, treason, for, for treason, wow, for didn't... trying to overthrow the American government. That didn't last long. <laughs> Correct. It didn't. <laughs> Um, basically because after, um, after he killed Hamilton, he basically just went down the shitter as Mm. you, as you could imagine, Mm -hmm. because 
Alexander Hamilton was a well-liked founding father. Um, he's on the $10 bill. He sure is. The founding father. Self-starter. Anyway. You know that means nothing to me. I know it does. It's kind of funny. <laughs> but anyway. So Alexander Hamilton was on the $10 bill. He's 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 pretty well-liked. Mm-hmm. Like, so... I don't know if he knows. So I'll go in a little bit. Of, I'll go in a little bit about Alexander Hamilton, the feud that they had. Uh, so Alexander Hamilton was known by, about trying to get stuff done. He always trying to do stuff. He was he was a big proponent of the U.S. Constitution, big proponent like during the Revolutionary War. You know, trying to do all this stuff was on George Washington's cabinet mm-hmm. um, as the Secretary of Treasury, other Secretary of the Treasury. Um, so he was, was a big reason why we actually have like our U.S. Mint like today. Like he was uh, like, or like our state's debts are, you know, it's, it's technically all still federal debts and everything like that. Like that's, that's all, that's all Alexander Hamilton. Uh, he helped set that up. Um, he was also a big proponent and where Washington DC being the state, uh, the capital, mm-hmm. was a big proponent and all that. Uh, so, but he did have his shortcomings. Um, he actually did have an affair with a woman. Um, oh my. that was against his wife, Elizabeth. Uh, so he had this affair and it, it, it got out, uh, because he was, he was still on, he was still like, he was kind of attempting to run for president and, and stuff like that. Um, because you know, he, because George Washington was stepping down and Alexander Hamilton was like, I want to step in the spotlight, see what I can do. Uh, because he's no longer on the cabinet. So he's not making decisions. You know, he's not helping, you know, direct the country into, into which way it's going. So, okay. he, you know, he wanted to come up. Well, they, they kind of find out that he, they, you know, he, he did this because they found that he was actually making checks, uh, out to this one man. Uh, his name was Reynolds. I don't know if I forget his first name at the time, but. Uh, his name was Reynolds, and he was making checks out to Reynolds on a on a pretty regular basis. And so, what they thought, what the the suspicion was, that these checks were actually um, him taking money out of his of his own bank, like the the Bank of the United States. He was taking money out. Well, come to find out, he actually had kept a record, and was it was him paying off the dude's hu- the girl's husband that he was oh. having an affair with. Uh, so they were like. Like so, Thomas Jefferson confronted him about this, and and Aaron Burr confronted him about this, uh, and so they say he, they said Hamilton was like, "You're not going to tell anybody about this. I, I would like to keep this quiet. Like, I'm I, this is to prove that I wasn't doing anything wrong. They were going to try and commit him. They were going to try and like basically form him for treason because he's taking money out of the out of the you know the government. And he was like, "Don't tell anybody. I would rather keep this quiet." Well, Aaron Burr really can't keep things quiet because they're they're feuding. Okay. Um, and so Aaron Burr's like kind of on the side telling stuff. And so then Hamilton comes out and says it straight up. He's like, Hey, I did this. It kind of sucks, but I'm going to be upfront about it. This is like legit, you know, things don't really go Hamilton's way. He starts like, he's, he starts to tear himself apart, uh, because other people of, you know, that are like of different, um, political parties start like going after him and saying, this is the kind of guy you want to be running your country. Like start tearing him apart on the inside, um, inside out. Uh, John Adams actually says a lot of cruel words against him hmm. to which Hamilton actually starts yelling at John Adams, like re- like basically publishes stuff about John Adams and John Adams and actually Alexander Hamilton were of the same party. They were the same political party. So it was like, he's just like a loose cannon, just going wherever he wanted. Um, so Alexander Hamilton's son dies of a duel um, because there was a, there was a guy at the college that Alexander Hamilton's son Philip was going to, basically talking trash about his father because his father committed, you know, adultery, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the, the, the Alexander was like, "Hey, I'm gonna have a, you're gonna have a duel with your with this guy, and you're you're, you're gonna go, and you're, just, you're gonna be an honorable man to this guy." Well, the the kid didn't even wait to ten; actually, just shot Alexander Hamilton's son, just shot Philip 
point blank was like, hey, I don't really care. Oh, yikes. Um, so Philip ends up dying. And it kind of actually, this kind of brings Alexander and, and Elizabeth back together a little bit. Um, it, uh, Hamilton's wife mm-hmm. um, kind of brings them back together a little bit because they're grieving over their, their son. Um, and so then he like moves out of the spotlight, kind of just is doing his own thing, starts practicing law again. Just not really doing much, you know, just kind of grieving his late son. Interesting fact, he actually has another son. Calls him Philip as well. Oh, yikes. Yeah, I thought that was kind of weird. That's my only weird thing about mm-hmm. Alexander Hamilton. Actually has a second has a second son after that uh, and calls him Philip. Kind of weird to me. But anyway, um, they move out of the, out of the limelight. Um, in the election of 1800, where it is now going to be Thomas Jefferson versus Aaron Burr, because John Adams had his one term. Didn't No one really liked John Adams. It was like, fine, you're done. Uh, so now it's, it's Burr versus Jefferson. People are trying to figure out who do we vote for? What do we do? And people and and alexander hamilton who even though he was on the cabinet with george washington never agreed with with thomas jefferson picked jefferson to become president basically said vote for go for jefferson that's who i would vote for even though aaron burr has been like he's been around his life in the entire time aaron burr church is as a personal offense basically saying how could you you cost me the presidency uh you're my mortal enemy i don't i don't understand so they get into this duel basically they they talk back and forth saying how much they hate each other uh they get into this duel one morning they go over to new jersey they do the duel, Alexander Hamilton. Um, it was very, it was quite foggy, so that this is how the duel went down. The duel was, it was quite foggy morning. Um, Alexander Hamilton was actually wearing his glasses um, that morning, so Burr thought because he was wearing his glasses, he's doing it to take deadly aim. Mm. Basically, saying he's wearing his glasses, he means this. He's he's focused in. He's trying to kill me. Alexander Hamilton was just like, I. It's morning. I can't see without my glasses. I'm just wearing them. So okay. he was doing it. They they do the 10 paces, count to 10. Aaron Burr, like, or, or Alexander Hamilton the entire time, before they even get to 10, is already holding his gun up in the sky. Like, does not have any, um, any attribution to try and actually kill Aaron Burr. His gun is pointed to the sky, just ready to fire it off in the sky. Um, they actually don't fire. Like, he doesn't, he doesn't end up firing his gun. Just kind of leaves it there. Sure. Because they, they can't see. The, the fog is so thick that he can't see. Wow. So Aaron Burr, trying to look at where Alexander Hamilton is, fires a random shot into the fog. It hits it hits Alexander Hamilton. Uh, and Alexander Hamilton later dies uh, due to his injuries from bleeding out. Sure. Um, so that's what basically cost him, Aaron Burr, his entire thing. Because Aaron Burr was like kind of always on the side. And Alexander Hamilton was rising up. And Aaron Burr was trying to come up to that level. Uh, and then Aaron Bur- and Alexander Hamilton kind of cost it all because he was never as good, even though, like, even in the same light, people are still taking Alexander Hamilton's side over Aaron Burr, even though Alexander Hamilton, you know, had this shadow over him in his later years. Mm. Um, so that's what Aaron Burr basically, like, cost everything, was acquitted of that, even though, because technically it was a duel, technically they, they agreed to it, even though he did commit murder, they they, they said, oh, they kind of like, oh, we're not touching that. So that's what happened with that. Uh, so after all this, they believe that he actually started to try and do things to commit treason against the United States. By wanting to create his own country. Yes. Interesting. Yes. How uh, far did his plans get? To Pretty damn far. Really? Um, now, there are none of this is actually confirmed. Okay. Um, because... It, 
for some weird reason, I don't, like I said, he gets indicted of all this. Um, so it, it, it's very hard to tell like what, what is true, but this is all like according to stories and, and things written down um, from other people. Now, the land in the Texas Territory, the 40,000 acres he was taking to farm because he said that he claimed, um, where does it say? He says he claims he got it um, from New Spain. There are papers saying that like New Spain gave him this land. Like, so that is like, that is in writing that happened. New Spain did give him land to have these 40,000 acres for farming. Like that was like, that is all true. Now, what he was going to do with it in the first place is, is all interesting and it's all up to interpretation. Um, so there is General James Wilkinson um, and it is, it, he is said to have been one of Aaron Burr's key people that are helping him, uh, basically one of his partners. Uh, he was the commanding general of the United States Army at that time um, and he was, he's actually known at the time to separate Kentucky and Tennessee from the Union, basically, like, trying to say, like, he's taking those two states, he's trying to separate them in the 1780s, so before, like, we even had, like, a typical, like, actual U.S. Constitution with the mm -hmm. president and everything, um, but Aaron Burr was able to persuade Thomas Jefferson at the time of president to appoint Wilkinson, uh, to the position of governor of the Louisiana Territory in 1805, um, and then later, Wilkinson would send a letter to Thomas Jefferson, uh, basically claiming as evidence of Burr's treason to the United States. So, so Wilkinson was going to help Aaron Burr mm -hmm. and then betrayed him at the last second? Very, very true. Judas. Interesting. Yeah. Judas. Judas. <laughs> I brought you Murr. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So, but it goes on. So there's more evidence that goes along with that. So it actually starts in 1804 while he is still technically vice president. Um, he meets with a man named Anthony Murray who was the British minister to the United States. Mm. Um, they met several times, um, basically asking basically asking Murray to help, to have the British's help to overthrow the U.S. government. Um, it is said Murray wrote once um, after, because basically he was, so Aaron Burr was offering to detach Louisiana from the Union in exchange for half a million dollars and a British fleet. Basically, in the Gulf of Mexico, said, I need this to help. Just give me this, and then give me this, and I'll overthrow this Louisiana territory, and it's going to be mine. Sure. I'm not trying to create his own country. Um, and then Mary wrote, It is clear Mr. Burr means to endeavor to be the instrument of for effecting such a connection. He has told me that the inhabitants of Louisiana prefer having the protection and assistance of Great Britain. Um, execution of the design is only delayed by the difficulty of obtaining previously an assurance of protection and assistance from some foreign power. So basically he's trying to, from this statement, is basically saying he is saying that the people in this Louisiana territory would much rather have the British. Yeah. Basically saying that this is what they believe, even though it's just Aaron Burr saying this. There's, he's, it's one person saying this is what happened, but he has absolutely no clue, actually. Because he's going to need Britain's help to... Overthrow. Correct. I mean, because oh, okay. the British are still kind of, you know, salty. Yeah. That we <laughs> separated, you know? Yeah. I.e. War of 1812. Mm -hmm. But that, that, that's not because of Aaron Burr or anything. Um, and so he's also saying that it's only being delayed because the or the tr the separation of the Louisiana Territory is only being delayed because he doesn't have that help. That he doesn't have enough help from a foreign power. But if I had a foreign power, I could make it happen. 
Uh, and so then they meet again in November of 1805, where he asked for two or three ships of the line and the money, which has still not been paid to him. Uh, Mary told Bird that London still hasn't gotten back to me, that they haven't talked to me, um, but I'll give you $1,500. That'll help, right? Um, the people who Mary reported to in London said that they didn't have any interest in this American secession. Um, and in the spring of 1806, Aaron Burr had his final meeting with Mary, uh, where Mary informed Burr that there had still been no talkings, even though they had talked to him, mm -hmm. uh, but said that they still haven't got back to me. Uh, and so there's no support or certainty. So we don't really know what's going to happen. And actually, Mary was taken back to Britain in June of 1806. So that's the last we hear of him. Basically, the entire time he was basically like, Aaron Burr is coming to me for this stuff. And Britain's like, no, that's dumb. We don't have any interest in doing that. Mm -hmm. uh, you you deal with them, you know, kind of like thing. Um, so in 1805, his term for vice president is now up. Uh, and he plans to emigrate out of the United States and move to the Texas territories, which was leased to him by the Spanish, the lease was granted, and copies of this lease still exist to this day. Oh, that's kind of cool. Uh, yeah. Um, so Burr traveled down the Ohio River from Pittsburgh to Louisiana Territory. Um, in that spring, he met with a man named Harmon. This is an interesting name. This is good. Harmon Blennerhassett. Nice. Yeah. Um, now, Blennerhassett was actually a good asset to have for Burr because he actually had an island along the Ohio River that was about two miles below uh, Parkersburg, West Virginia. I don't know why that's important, but that it, it's apparently it was a good spot to have. Nice. Um, Blenner, it was called Blennerhassett Island. Um, it's actually where, reportedly, Burr and his co-conspirators will make up camp, basically. Oh, okay. So like, that's is where he is. And he's asking for, like, guns and men and supplies. Uh, he actually tried to recruit volunteers to enter the Spanish territory. Um, in New Orleans, Aaron Burr met with Mexican associates, a group called, I can't speak Spanish, so I'm going to like really butcher this, Criollos, whose objective was to conquer Mexico. Well, at the time, it was still New Spain, so they were trying to go in and basically conquer and take over what was New Spain at the time. Um, he was able to gain support of a New Orleans Catholic bishop, to help him get into Mexico. Um, this is kind of wild because actually there are reports of Burr's plan to do all of this and enter Mexico and set up this land. We're in a newspaper in August of 1805, which intent said that Burr intended to raise a Western army and to form a separate government. Wow. Yes. Uh, in 1806, Burr contacted a Spanish minister named Carlos Martinez de Erujo y Toson. Once again, I probably butcher that like crazy. And told him that his plan was not just Western succession, but to capture Washington, D.C. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. He's a bad uh, guy. So, Erujo wrote to people in Madrid in Spain said that the dismemberment of the colossal power, which was growing at the very gates of new, of new Spain, he gave him a few, th a few thousand dollars to get things started. But the Spanish government said, we're not getting into this. 
So Orojo, the Spanish minister, was like, okay, that sounds fun. I like taking over America. <laughs> and the Spanish government was like, no, we have no interest in taking over America with you. We don't think you're going to be able to do it. Hmm. So they said they stepped out of it. Um, now, following all of these events, Burr returned to the West later in 1806 to recruit more volunteers for a military expedition that would t- that would travel down the Mississippi River. Um, he used Blassen ha- or Blenner Hassett Island to store men and supplies. Um, the governor of Ohio was like, "What are you doing? You're doing stuff. What are you doing?" Is he the one that told on him? Or uh, so no. And so the government, the governor of Ohio was was basically growing growing more and more suspicious of the things that were going on at Blenner Hassett Island. So he actually ordered the state militia to raid the island. Uh, now, Aaron Burr was not there, um, and Blennerhassett, who was there, was actually able to escape um, with one boat uh, with other men. That so there was so their army was growing at Blennerhassett Island, and mm-hmm. they were captured. Um, and but so when they were captured, they gave no proof that they were linked to Aaron Burr, and so that's like why we can't really say that it was this was what it was for. But they were they were all there with supplies and all this other stuff. But uh, Blennerhassett was able to escape with a boat and some men, uh, and they were able to rendezvous with Burr, Aaron Burr at Cumberland River. Um, now he was a significantly smaller force. Um, they headed down the Ohio River to the Mississippi River in New Orleans, where General Wilkinson, going back to this guy, had said, "I will supply troops for you at New Orleans." But Wilkinson was like, this is, you were capped, most of your people were captured at Blennerhassett Island. Mm-hmm. This is bound to fail. So then now Wilkinson turned things over to Thomas Jefferson. So basically to wrap that up, uh, the governor of Ohio went to Blennerhassett Island and said, what are you doing here? Mm-hmm. Captured a whole bunch of people. They didn't say anything. But Blennerhassett, the guy who owned the island, got away and rendezvoused with Aaron Burr, mm-hmm. they r- rolled down the river because they were expecting General Wilkinson to supply men for him for this overthrowing. Well, Wilkinson was like, you just, most of your people were captured, so why am I going to put myself on the line? Sure. Well, that's when he turned him over and said, hey, Thomas Jefferson, you got this Aaron Burr guy over here. Uh, you going to fix this? <laughs> He's uh, doing some stupid stuff. Uh-huh. So Aaron Burr was arrested. Uh, where does it say he was arrested? Where is it? It's way down here. Hold on. He was arrested by um, Thomas Jefferson? Uh, yeah, so basically he... Uh, charges were brought against him in the Mississippi Territory mm-hmm. uh, in 1807. Look like the end of 1806 or beginning of 1807. Uh, but he was able to escape the into the wilderness and so he was like hanging out there for a while uh, he was recaptured on february 19th 1807 and taken back to virginia to stand trial wow yeah uh basically because the only the only evidence that was technically against him was wilkinson's word uh because like they, they couldn't link all of the different things that so were happening nothing could be linked to him wow yeah so they couldn't link it they even blenner hassett island they, they were like that nah, we can't really say that, that they were there for him because he wasn't there. Mm, okay, yeah, um, I guess. So, um, 
Yeah, that's uh, Aaron Burr. He was taken to trial. He was charged with treason uh, because of the alleged conspiracy. Uh, he stood trial in Richmond, Virginia, but he was actually acquitted because there was lack of evidence. 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 And it's also had to do with the the wording on the U.S. Constitution, um, basically stating what treason was. Mm. So because there was no evidence that he was actually doing it, like you could like you could just get a group of people together right and it's like because wilkinson wrote a letter saying that's what it was that was just he said she said at that point there was yeah, no, it's all circumstantial yeah it's all my goodness yeah so that is aaron burr wow conspiracy about him and his conspiracy to uh, potentially overthrow the government but it's never been proven but never been proven that mm. he actually did it because according to him he was just uh garnering forty thousand acres to uh move because his good name in America was so tarnished <laughs> that he just wanted to start over anew and have a 40,000-acre farm out in the uh, Mexico Territory. That's... Or the Texas Territory, I should yeah, say. That's a pretty good excuse. Yeah. That uh, apparently worked. So Aaron Burr actually lived quite a while after this. So this is all happening like eight... This is like literally three years mm-hmm. after uh, Alexander Hamilton died and then he was like vice president was done. Uh, so... He lived. He lived until 1836, uh, so he died at the age of. Why does it always make this so hard? Hold on, I'll do mental math right now. Oh, okay, don't hurt yourself. 56, 36. He lived to be the age of 80. All right. Uh, he was 80 years old when he uh, finally passed away. Um. Yeah. So Aaron Burr, just quite the quite the interesting player. He moved to Europe for some time after this trial mm-hmm. because his name was so bad, you know, because he just, he, one, he killed Hamilton, and now he's convicted of treason, yeah. even though he was acquitted of both, um, which it looks like all evidence, like, technically, like, with all these reports and everything, point to him doing all of this. Uh, but his name was so bad, so he moved over to Europe for a little bit and lived over there because he was like, I'm going to start anew somewhere. I need to I need to get yeah. out. And so at that point, he's like, I tried to overthrow the government. No one was with me, so I can't just do that. So I guess I have to, you know, move over. Uh, he came back actually in 1812. Good timing for him to come back. Or 1812. <laughs> uh, came back in 1812 and just practiced law in the state of New York, um, I believe. So he was he was here, and then he died in 1836. Yeah. Wow. Aaron Burr, interesting man. You know, I had I I had no idea that there was a a plot like that to overthrow America. Yeah, didn't go well. You know, it's a very small plot. But... I mean, I mean, I uh, I mean, I guess the 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 last one I heard after the War of eighteen twelve was the Civil War. You know, and Lincoln's assassination and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, well, because they, they, there's really not much that happens in American history besides once you get like it's Andrew ja- Andrew Jackson's presidency, then there's a lot of stuff. Oh, happens. like when they burn down the um, Trail of Tears, the the White House, and all that kind of stuff. Um, so that, that was during eighteen. That was the War of eighteen twelve. Um, well, yeah, was yeah, it? yeah. Oh, they, okay. they, they burned down Washington D.C. I, I thought I thought there were a, a couple times where the White House burned down. Yeah, uh, but I don't think I don't think it happened during Andrew Jackson. No, I don't okay. Think so. I wonder what, Maybe. What, what I'm thinking of then. I don't know. I don't know. That's so interesting though. Yeah. So, so I'm pretty sure the the White House as as we know it was the one that was built after the War of eighteen twelve. I believe. Uh, that's not necessarily true, um, because the uh, it was um, 
I think it was President Truman um, that uh, retrofit, retrofitted the White House. Um, uh, added um, a wooden frame around the old stone walls, um, oh. which which ended up leaving the White House with like like passageways. Mm-hmm. Like unintentionally, but passageways, which brings you into the whole Marilyn Monroe sneaking in oh. through that way. Um, but mm. but but that but the retrofitting actually happened, and I think it was Truman um, in the in the forties uh, that did that. Um, so it's been uh, it's been modified and rebuilt a couple of times. Yeah, so like the only thing I can see is that uh, it did have a fire in the War of eighteen twelve. Was set up, it, in eighteen fourteen. It was set ablaze by British troops um, during the burning of Washington in mm-hmm. uh, retaliation for the attacking and burning down Toronto at the time called York. Um, and that it was it was after the fire, President James Madison resided in the Octagon House while they were rebuilding the White House. Yeah, that's all I have. Um, I didn't know Aaron Burr was such a bad guy. Yeah, you know he just his life just took a tumble. You know, like he took didn't take a tumble as worse as bad as Alexander Hamilton, but like still, <laughs> still took a tumble. You know, like he just went off the deep end. Well, it was his own fault. Absolutely, one hundred percent his own fault. Yeah. So anyway, I thought that was fun. Yeah, I thought that was a little fun, little history historical tidbit. You know, I love a yeah, that was a good time. Got to talk about some big big rocks. <laughs> Got to talk about some uh, big dummies, big rocks and big dummies, big dummies. You know, maybe some big dummies filled their head with big rocks. Filled their heads with big rocks and. Anyway, yeah. hey Conrad, mm-hmm. what what are you going to talk about on the next episode? On the next what, episode, what do you want? What do you want to talk about, Conrad? On the next episode, we are going to um, finish off our um, our series on stone structures um, with uh, the theory of Atlantis. 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 Wow. Yeah. Shocking. <laughs> Did not see that one coming. Yeah. Um, so I'm glad that we got to talk about the pyramids a little bit because that definitely ties into um, popular theories about Atlantis that we're going to discuss. Speaking of shocking, did Atlantis have shocks? Electric shocks? Uh, All right. Dumb, 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 dumb. dumb, okay, dumb never mind. Anyway. Dumb. Okay. Great. Thanks. Well, I've been Conrad. And I've been Cecil. Thanks for uh, tuning in. Remember to um, follow us on Instagram at... uh, Conspiracy with Conrad and Cecil. And to also um, check out our podcast that is now on iHeartRadio. It is on iHeartRadio. It's on iHeartRadio It should be on Apple Podcasts, Mm -hmm. Spotify, iHeartRadio. And we're also on Facebook. And Facebook. Don't forget about Facebook. yeah, that is Conspiracy with Conrad and Cecil. Mm-hmm. You can always email us any submissions. You know, no one's emailed us yet. No one's emailed us yet. No one's so emailed us yet. So if you guys have any comments, concerns, questions. Um, ideas. Ideas. Um, if you heard something um, about uh, one of the topics that we were talking about and um, you think that we got something wrong or that we should have added something, let us know. Yeah, I would love to. Yeah, that would be yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please, um, please. And then if you have any conspiracies out there that you would like us to talk about, any at all, please let us know. Conspiracy with CNC at yahoo.com. <laughs> so, yeah, that would be great if someone could email us and make us feel validated. You know, just, just say hi. Yeah, just just say hi. Just say hi. Just, just, just ask how we're doing. I, you know, 
I, we, I could use it. Because we were gone for a couple of weeks and no one said anything. Yeah, no, everyone, everyone was like, hey, what about that old, remember that podcast that was out there? No. No. Yeah. No, I don't. No, anyway. I don't. <laughs> anyway, I've been Conrad. No, you haven't. You're right. <laughs> you need to go to bed. <laughs> yeah, I do. I'm tired. I've been Conrad. Have you? I've been Cecil. <laughs> Have I? I don't know. All right. Check back next week and find out. Who knows? <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.